Hey listeners, welcome to 10x Growth Strategies podcast. This is your host, Preeti Padmanabhan, technology executive, investor, and board member. Today, we will feature the book, Presence by Amy Cuddy. Our guest today is Lena Cheng, co-founder and managing director of Best Friend Jack. She also serves as a fractional CMO for health tech companies, building out marketing strategy, establishing KPIs, and reporting and managing employees and vendors. Welcome, Lena, to 10X Growth Strategies podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. I'm so excited that we met through the High Power Network. I would love to hear about you, your current role, and past highlights from your career. So I'm currently the co-owner of a boutique marketing and branding agency called Best Friend Jack. And we work solely with health technology companies, mostly startups. And we focus on three areas, brand marketing, content marketing, and fractional chief marketing officer services, um, as you'd mentioned. So, you know, we focus on healthcare in part because I started my career as a board certified physician. And that was, you know, over 20 years ago. And I was always more interested in the business side of medicine and left clinical medicine to pursue a career in industry, starting off in in marketing and in biotech and pharma. Then I made my way over to healthcare advertising and uh, then moved over to health tech and digital health, which is where I've been for the last 10 years. Wow, that sounds like a great adventure, starting out as a physician, moving into the business side, then advertising and starting your own business. Uh, That sounds really exciting. I'm looking forward to unpack more. Uh, We're here to talk about the book Presence, which you recommended. Why did you choose to read the book Presence? Well, ever since I left my career in clinical medicine, I've really been fascinated by how people face big hurdles, which is really what you know, the book is all about. And for me, that decision to leave clinical medicine was, was one of the most difficult in my life. It, it took me years of doubting myself and questioning how I was feeling. And then even when I made the decision to leave, not surprisingly, so many people around me were skeptical. They were fearful for me. They discouraged me from making the move. And, and also, frankly, I, you know, I really wasn't trained to, to do anything else but to be a doctor and see patients. But at the end of it, you know, I really knew that deep down it was the right decision for me. And, and, and since then, I've been through so many career changes and shifts, and each one was, was challenging and full of its own obstacles. So I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea of embracing challenges in a way that's really productive. And that's what Amy Cuddy's book, you know, really is all about. Embracing change, that's fantastic. And um, and the way you have been so vulnerable about what you went through, that can really help the listeners. Uh, thank you for being vulnerable. Tell us about your talk takeaways from the book. Yeah, well, first, you know, she just defines presence as what happens when you believe and trust in yourself, you know, in your, in your feelings, your values, um, your abilities. And it's presence that allows us to rise to the occasion in, in so many daunting moments, you know, whether it's giving a big talk or it's interviewing for a job or, or making a career change and, and taking on something challenging. And 
so this is something that um, I've learned to do this more and more over time. I've approached each career shift with a, with a higher level of belief in myself over time, you know, learning to trust myself. And it's like a muscle, you know, the more that you exercise it, the more it becomes like, like second nature. So I would say that that for me was one of the top takeaways. She also talks about how when you're faced with tense moments to really imagine yourself approaching it with confidence and excitement instead of doubt and, and dread. And she really recommends visualizing yourself feeling energized and at ease and you know satisfied that you did your best. And, and so this has really helped me approach difficult situations through a positive lens and um, look at them as opportunities to reveal what I'm really capable of. And this for me really came out, I think, when um, my business partner Reed and I started our agency, Best Friend Jack, there, there were just so many aspects of this that were, were daunting, right? Neither of us had ever started a business before. And not only were there all the logistical things like setting up the business and, you know, getting a bank account and all those things. But then, of course, there's like, you know, how do you establish a sustainable business, everything from attracting clients and delivering services in a scalable way and then continuing to produce great award-winning work. So I really had to take the time to imagine myself approaching this with confidence and, and, and also taking time, frankly, to internalize the gratitude that I had for this opportunity to start this business. And then I had this business partner whose work I really admired and that I really trusted implicitly. So those things really helped me to reframe the challenges. I heard belief, confidence, and uh, several other uh, key inputs there. Let's start with belief. We hear the term imposter syndrome, where one does not believe in oneself. Amy Cuddy, however, says confidence and belief is the key. I would love to hear insights and examples on building confidence and overcoming self-doubt. You briefly shared about starting your company. I'd love to hear any more examples. I read this recently from James Clear. Um, he said that anything new is accomplished by unqualified people. If you wanna tackle anything new, you know, by definition, you're unqualified. Throughout my career, I've tackled so many new things that I, I just had to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable and unqualified, um, with being a newbie and a novice over and over again particularly when over the past decade, when I've worked at a couple of different startups and started my own business. And, and, you know, I discovered that facing that uncertainty does get easier. You do become more comfortable with it. And, you know, I, the tasks and doing the actual work doesn't necessarily get easier, but getting over that self-doubt does get easier, I would say. And, and now I actually seek out challenges and, and really love learning new things. I think it's a great way to start to, uh, to stay vibrant. And in fact, you know, this year I, I turned 50 earlier this year and I, and I decided to celebrate in an unconventional way. I've always loved that movie, Dirty Dancing and thought it would be fun as a way to celebrate my birthday was to, to actually learn that final dance in, in the movie. You know, I've been documenting kind of like a behind the scenes look at my process through that, you know, all the the hard work that goes into it, all the mistakes that I'm making. But my hope is that through that to inspire women 
in midlife to celebrate this stage of life by embracing transition and, and learning new things. So it's just been a great way for me look self-doubt in the eye and to sort of get over myself. I love it. I look forward to see that dance if you'd allow us to see it. It's fantastic. <laughs> what a great way to celebrate. Uh, and I think what you said, anything new is accomplished by people who don't have experience. That really gives a window of opportunity for people to go do something new. So that lovely, lovely, great inputs there. You talked about visualization earlier as one of your key takeaways. Uh, Amy talks about imagining oneself to be a superhero makes one feel powerful. Who are your superheroes and why? Honestly, I look at my children as my superheroes. They are 16 and 18 and they truly keep me grounded. And I really believe that they've taught me so much more than I've ever taught them. Both my kids have such a strong inner compass and they were born with such a fierce sense of self. And, um, you know, it hasn't always been easy parenting kids who perhaps don't want to be parented at times, but they've taught me so much about how to let go of my own agenda and let them be their own people. And that's helped me in so many ways. It just has helped me be better in my personal life. It helps, it helps me be a better manager. Uh, so they're really my superheroes. That's the first time I've heard children as the superhero. That's really cool. I'm <laughs> sure your children will be so proud of you and so happy to hear that. The other point I want to talk about is about change. You brought up that earlier. Amy recommends small incremental changes over time instead of a desperate makeover. I've done a few desperate measures myself when I put on the COVID-15, but thankfully I kept it through small incremental changes throughout the year and I was too, I was able to get most of it out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let, let's put aside that challenge, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on incremental changes. Yeah, I mean, that desperate makeover is so attractive, right? I mean, I can completely understand why we're all so drawn to that. And, and this small incremental changes, just they're not as sexy, but I really am a big believer in this. I just feel like it's so effective. And one area where this has been particularly true for me is in fitness. So for most of my life, I, I never saw myself as an athlete. Growing up, I did things like dance and, and drill team, but I really, I did, never did sports, you know, either team sports or individual sports. And then, you know, as an adult, I really had to force myself to exercise, but never really enjoyed it. Now, if we fast forward to 2017, I had this moment of, of synchronicity. I met a woman named Selena Tabakawala. She's this amazing woman who's since become my friend. She was one of the co-founders of Evite. And, um, you know, she was a, one of the top executives at SurveyMonkey, and she decided to leave to start a fitness app that featured live workouts. So you could get onto this app and actually connect live with a trainer who would, um, who would coach a group of people through a fitness workout. And so I was involved with the beta and it was so engaging that, um, you know, I continued on to become a full member and. I just really started to enjoy exercising. It was something that I looked forward to every single day, spending anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes, maybe a little longer, you know, every day on it. 
because I loved it so much. And then I started to see physical changes. You know, I was stronger, faster. I was building muscle mass and I also felt better. And in the end, I, I really, you know, finally felt like I could call myself an athlete. So it really was that sort of that daily, um, those daily inputs, those daily changes that I was making that were just so effective. I hear that uh, ability to have that discipline to do that daily. I, I really appreciate that insight. And I'm glad you have such great women in your life. Uh, and thanks for sharing how Serena made a difference in your life. There's another interesting thing I read in the book, and I would love to hear your perspective. You increase your presence when you stop thinking about what others think. It's so difficult to do that, I, I think, right? To not focus on the impression we make on others. And what Amy says is focus on the impression you have on yourself. And that's a really powerful message. Do you have any examples where shifting focus away from what others think helped you? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, this is so hard. So between uh, 2013 and 2017, I worked at a startup called Doctor on Demand. And it was my first startup job and, and it was truly exhilarating. When I first started at the company, it was really just a, a handful of people. And I joined them as a uh, head of enterprise marketing. And within that first year, my counterpart and uh, in sales and I launched the enterprise part of the business from scratch. And we really spent those four years growing and scaling the enterprise business. And it was super fun, tons of hard work. But at some point I did start to feel sort of that burnout. And so when I actually left to take off, you know, I, I left without uh, another role in place. I decided to take some time off. I actually found myself like a little bit aimless and kind of struggling with identity because that experience was all consuming. And I really didn't know who I was without that company, without all these people around me looking at me in this role. And I also did a lot of speaking during that time. So it was sort of this public presence that I had. And so what I found was that, you know, I ultimately took off about six months um, before I started working um, somewhere else. And to take that time to really reconnect with myself, with my own opinions and thoughts and feelings, and also to reconnect with the other aspects of my life, you know, my family and my fitness journey and, and, and getting caught up with what else was going on in the industry. That was so helpful in, in helping to, to get some perspective. So I'm, I'm so glad I was able to do that. It helped me to um, kind of regain my identity. Uh, and, you know, I also realized had I jumped from that role to something else immediately, I, I think I would have done it for the wrong reasons. So it was really grounding. Great. Uh, you know, that's, that's true. Oftentimes we tie our identity to something else. So to bring that back and to get your true self grounding in yourself, uh, that's a great uh, initiative that you took and a great example for our listeners here. Are there any additional insights, Lena, on your end about the book or overall insights for our listeners? Well, so Amy Cuddy, at some point, she quotes Howard Thurman, um, the author and the civil rights leader, when he talked about personal power. He said, there is something in everyone that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in yourself. It's the only true guide you will ever have. And if you can't hear it, 
you will spend your days on the ends of strings that somebody else pulls. And so I just found that to be really beautiful because I, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather pull on my own strings than let someone else pull them for me. So I really uh, loved that she brought that up. Well, that's a great insight to finish the podcast with. Lena, it was a pleasure to have you on the 10X Growth Strategies podcast. Listeners, check out the book, Presence by Amy Cuddy. Thank you for tuning in.